This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast. It is Friday, though, and it is time to bring in the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio. We have reassembled the brightest panel, and today we have sometimes we have rookies, sometimes we have veterans, and then we've got the the lifers. The ones who are down in the hull of the ship rowing every day to keep this place afloat. And uh, that's who's in today. The uh, um, two people you know very, very well. The one, I'll do men first this time. Just uh, You just heard his voice actually doing the weather before we came on today. Jay McQueen. Hey, Scott. How Jay, are you? thanks for coming in. And next to him, this beautiful bride, Jen, Wa- Jen Watson, oh, who this is you. I, I'm trying to think. This is your first time on the radio since... You, like December. Since you had another baby. I did, yes. Oh, he's finally out. <laughs> Actually, I think the last time I was on the show, you said, well, Jen, hopefully next time we see you, you'll be a bit lighter. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> and you're lucky you didn't get a punch in the head for that. Well, no. no, but it was true. She's I a lot lighter. Massive. <laughs> you, you were ready at that point to um, And he was still like a week something. late. Yeah. That was still like three or four weeks before he was even, he even came. It was a boy. Obviously, yeah. you know that. But, well, no, and I don't he know was almost else 10 did. pounds. You squeezed out a 10-pound boy. You're telling me. It was 9.13. I'm amazed you could actually walk into the studio today. Me too. My, well, because my daughter was only 7 too, so I mean, I really had no idea that I was having a baby that big. <laughs> <laughs> None of us did, so yeah. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, what's his name? Reed. Reed. So it's Reed and... Emmy. Emmy. It's interesting, because we're going to talk about someone named Emma later in the show, but that's a different thing altogether. I guess but should, her actual, her name is Emerson. But she gets Emmy to be technical. So you really then should have named him Lake, Lake. and then the next one Palmer. Yeah, yeah. There, is no, there is no next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already. No, done. After, that's it. Well, after seven pounds up to 10 pounds, that means the next one will be 13. That's I'm, right. Yeah, I'm with Forget you. I'm, I'm pulling the shoot on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is your first time back on the air for yeah. several months. Do you remember how to do it? I, I think so. Well, so far. I, I haven't so, made you press any buttons or anything yet. No, so hopefully I can remember just not to swear. Because I get in my mom yelling voice. No. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> so, sign. Sometimes the swears come out. But I've said, uh, it was just the other day we were talking about this. I think in the course of this show, we've had three F-bombs on the air. Oh, yeah? Two of them accidental, completely accidental. One of them, we were eating hamburgers one night, and I was trying to say the I had a mouthful of hamburger, <laughs> and I was trying to say the name of the restaurant. Is good? No, the, the pheasant plucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, That was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> nice restaurant, good burger. The next time we were talking about folk rock and we said it a few times and somehow the two blended together and it came out <laughs> as something altogether wrong. And the third and my personal favorite was we had a guest on who um, was the sweetest old man when I arranged the interview with him and he comes on the air and all of a sudden he is just turning into... Oh, it was... Trucker it, mouth? Well, it was... He, he was... It, he, who was... You told me who it was. Well, he was... Uh, he was a, a voice actor on a beloved children's Christmas special. Oh, was Burl? it Burl Ives? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Burl Ives is, <laughs> if we could have no, booked Burl Ives, that would have been a get. <laughs> no, you told me about this yeah, too. Yeah, who was it? Uh, it was from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It was, uh, it oh, was Hermie. Her, yeah. Hermie, yeah. Yeah, and, we, we, um, and he is a lovely man. He just, that night, Something had gotten into his craw and he wanted to get it out. And <laughs> Hermie the dentist is her, a trucker yep, mouth. Yep. Well, you know, the funniest part was, and I missed my opportunity. When I got home, my daughter said to me when, because we had to cut the interview a little bit short. <laughs> and she said, Dad, you know what you should have said to him? And I was like, mm, I was just trying to deal with the situation. She goes, yeah. you should have said, 
when you hung up, you should have said, wow, he's an angry elf <laughs> <laughs> from Elf, but I was not thinking quick enough on my feet. To, just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get out alive. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Have you ever had anyone do that on the air with no. you? No, because I don't really get to interview anybody live. So The other one, and this is yeah. not at all where I thought we were going to go today, but just to start with this, the other, my very first time, and I'm not going to give the whole circumstance, but my very first time live on the radio was in this studio. I was a guest on a show. And somebody, one of the other guests, thankfully one of the other guests, although I later got blamed for it briefly, it wasn't me, <laughs> I promise you it wasn't me, uttered an anti-Semitic slur on the air. Uh-oh. <laughs> and what? the host of that show had no idea what to do, because you don't expect that. The producer who was behind the glass had no idea what to do, mm-hmm. so we went to a commercial to regroup. And there was no, <laughs> isn't there a delay button, or was that not? The operator that day, because it was on a Saturday... I guess had never had to use the sensor button before or the delay button. And so by the time he figured out where the button was, (laughs) the seven seconds had gone by, I guess. (laughs) And um, let's just say that um, there, that was not a good one. No, (laughs) that was, you know, we uh, phone lines start. All the phone lines were going crazy and and right and rightly so like that. You know, you don't want people. No, didn't, haven't I heard this story before? Didn't the guest not know what he was said though? Yes. Yes. The guest, it was a, had no clue. I'm not going to repeat it, but there was a phrase that used to be used with some regularity. I mean, it's like, you know, certain things have, were seemingly okay back in the day, certain phrases, they've, they're not anymore. But he still thought that one was okay. And so out it came and we're looking at him with eyes like saucers going, you can't say that, let alone on the air. You can't say that at all, period. Um, We went to a commercial break and still couldn't figure out what to do about it, the the host. And so we just sort of came back and- Glossed right over it. Pretended it never happened. And I'll tell you, all I could think for the rest- of the show was, oh, please don't say something like that. Because now it's in the back of your mind. Please don't let that word pop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it didn't. Onward and upward. Uh, something far more newsy this week uh, than that. I want to get you in. And now, I, Jen, I understand uh, you are home. You are looking after kids. Mm-hmm. So your first thing that you must have been wrapped up in this week was when former mayor and former CHML host, uh, Bob Bertina, Decides to inject himself into the LRT oh, debate. That must have been what you were talking about with the kids. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's but, a, they're bedtime stories. First thing they <laughs> read, wake up. Yeah. Bedtime stories. Reading Bob Bertina's op-ed to the yeah. city for All the right, bedtime stories. We're going to sit down and listen to Uncle Bob. <laughs> well, kids, you gather around. <laughs> what did you guys think, though, about the fact... I mean, look, I, I Andrew Dreschel had a great piece in the paper yesterday or today that said, Bob Bertina has every right to have an opinion about the LRT that may be contrary to what some other people do. And I agree with him. He has every right to do it. Question is, was it an advisable move? Is it good that a federal politician and a former mayor is having his say on this? Or should he have said, I'm going to let this one slide because it's decided, it seems, and it's gone and it's out of my hands. Like, yeah, what, it, what is it going to accomplish except for just to let everyone know what he thinks? Like, is it is it going to help or hinder the process? I mean, is there anything to gain from... You know, saying anything like saying what he said, you know? Well, I suppose that the you could argue that for those who were against the LRT, it bolsters their view and tells them that there are people in high offices that are with them, that not everybody, because we know not everybody in the city is mm-hmm. in favor of it. So maybe this was, maybe the idea was, look, I'm going to show my support for those who disagree. Because he, he sounds like 
he disagrees. I've been unclear on his position up to this point, but he sounds like now he disagrees. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a couple of articles in in the paper, and and it sounded like at one point he had actually uh, campaigned on a platform of, uh, you know, pro LRT, and 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 then now he comes out sort of with a different a different view altogether, and. But I would argue that yeah, for sure it's it's you know he somebody like Bob who um, you know has been a public figure for you know decades and decades you know he probably you could argue that he might have just wanted to get something off his chest or you know what I probably think is more likely is that you know there's a there's a method to the madness for, which would be what which you know is he is trying to further some you know, future move, you know, I don't know which what it is, which I don't know what, what it is, which, you know, is he going to run for mayor next that's time? That's the question. I'm just, I actually had. didn't actually think about that until you led me down. But the that's the question here, that a lot of people have had is, is this the first step of a, almost a mayoral manifesto but that I'm going to put out there? why would you want to come back? Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, now you're a federal politician, like maybe you're not ha- affecting the change that you, you can as a mayor. When was the last time before this week, when was the last time you heard Bob Bertina's name talked about in the news right. or in a relevant discussion no. of something going on in the city? I, I I tried to think about it and I'm not trying to be silly or trying to be facetious. I can't remember the last time someone brought up his name in, a, in an integral, meaningful right. discussion about city issues. Yeah. Maybe he's feeling the same way. Sitting in the back benches is, it's nice. You get a nice paycheck, but you got to travel to Ottawa and then you don't, you're nobody. Yeah. You're nobody. Maybe. So there's a lot of people who, th- who threw that idea out. Is mm-hmm. this him sort of sending the first flare that, uh, that I'm coming back into municipal politics? But I mean, even if you do, like, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I mean, if they voted, if, if LRT is going to go ahead, if by the next time, when's the next, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. When's the next municipal election? Oh, we no. just had it, right? We've we, we got a while ago? to go. We've got another year to go. But the, the, but, but if you are... Bob Bertina, if this is what this was about, and I, I don't know if it is or not, but a lot of people have suspected this. If this is what it's about, the one thing it does do is clearly make a distinction between you and the current mayor for the voters to say this is, we, but if LRT they went may back, be done. If this city went from Eisenberger to Bertina to Eisenberger to Bertina, like, did I get that order right? That's right. Yep. I mean, and, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, just dis- be disrespectful to either of them, but I mean... <laughs> let's let's just go like let's get some new blood. That would I, mean Larry Deany would be after right, that yeah, one. He's yeah, like, he hasn't even come back yet. And then well, Bob Wade, <laughs> and then we go to Bob Morrow. We're, yeah. we're going in reverse now. We're going in the like, time let's warp move forward. Well, know? and it was just a couple of weeks ago that uh, Mayor Eisenberger uh, managed to say that uh, at a prayer breakfast or something that he off the cuff that he he is going to run. He again, is running. So yep. he will run again. And then Scott Thompson had uh, Larry Deany on his show to just talk about stuff. And and Larry jokingly they joke with Larry and. Larry he said, no, I'm not. I'm not running. I'm done. That ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that Bob has, as you said, maybe shot a, a flare across the bow, maybe this is, maybe he's testing the waters of the, uh, you oh. know, the anti Because there is, there is, it's not a sure thing. I think I read that in 2018, there's a, there'll be a vote that some operating thing for Metrolinks that they bring forward. It becomes much harder based on this last vote. It would be, it would be almost impossible for it to be derailed now. I mean, it, it still could, but you would have to have all or a lot of the staunch LRT supporters on council yeah. turn around and they've given no indication that they would be interested in doing that. So it's, yeah. but when you look at, and again, we're making, we're, we're playing with this idea because I have no idea if this was what it was about. Otherwise, I, why are you, why? 
But yeah. there are a lot of people in the city, as we know from the debate, who were staunchly against the LRT. And, and we know that Mayor Eisenberger lost an election, at least in some part, last time because of the stadium. People were mad about the stadium. Right. So maybe even if the LRT ship has sailed, pardon the mixed metaphor, um, <laughs> maybe you say, look, I got enough angry people that if I come in on the other side, I show I'm fighting for the people who are not being listened to now. Maybe you feel that this is your chance to gain some political points and start to till the soil so that you can, you can jump back in. I don't know. I, yeah. Otherwise, I simply just don't understand why now. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I could understand very clearly if Bob Bertina had, if he has no intention of doing anything other than running again as a federal politician or retiring, whichever, but if he had no other thing going on, should this not have happened prior to the vote? Well, I mean, while I, you could still impact decisions. I, I do remember reading, you know, that he still had some questions and there was a lot of unanswered questions. So maybe those questions have been answered and now he's you know, kind of made a full decision on how he stands. I don't know. But again, why do this unless there's something more to it? Why are you doing it after the decision is made when your opinion isn't going to change anything? It seems to me if you're a politician who's got that platform and that pedestal and you want to have your point, you do it when you can still maybe change a few minds and affect a few opinions. The whole thing has been very puzzling to me. And I, I agree with Andrew. He's fully entitled to have his, I mean, we're all entitled in in mm-hmm. society to have your say. Just seems to me to be an oddity in some right. ways. And just, sometimes in the media, you know, Scott, it's, it's the timing is we sit here and we go, what, what is with the timing? And, and it could just be something as, as innocent as, you know, somebody, nobody asked him until then, or, you know, I mean, it was, could uh, be. it was like the thing with, uh, with Mayor Eisenberger and, oh, why would you announce now that you're, you're going to run for mayor again? Well, Somebody must have said something, I believe, at the prayer breakfast, and you know, so you answer the question, right? But yeah, it could just have been, oh, somebody, somebody asked him, and so it happens to be now. Could right? be, could be. Uh, I would be very interested. Now, it's, it's, uh, it was pointed out uh, again in Andrew Dreschel's column that former Mayor Bob Bertine didn't respond to questions, didn't respond to interview requests, and I know that there were a couple other people who asked for interviews. I would hope that he would answer a few questions. I know he was on with Bill Kelly. But I'd love to hear him answer a few questions specifically about that. Is this a sign that he is re-entering municipal politics mm-hmm. or was this just him blowing off some steam? Yeah, that's a good question though, for If sure. Bob Bertina is listening tonight, our lines <laughs> are available to you. You know the number here. You you, you were here yeah. a few times. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know how to reach us. We would love to have you on the air to clarify any point between now and nine o'clock, Mr. Bertina, if you want to call in, if, if someone knows Bob Bertina, if you're sitting having coffee with Bob Bertina right now, <laughs> tell him to call in. We'll take three minutes of your time. That's it. Just to clarify, is this a foray back into municipal politics or was this just blowing off some steam because you disagreed with what was going on at council? Anyway, let us take a break. Back with Jay McQueen and Jen Watson on the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio right after this. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Brightest panel in Hamilton Radio, two CHML regulars. You know him from doing the weather. Non-traffic. How many times a day do you do it now? (laughs) Uh, still, um, every 10 minutes between, well, five and nine and three and seven. So I forget what that works out to. That's, what is that? Oh, nine, 19, 20, 30, 40, <laughs> That's 40, a 40, lot. Nine, six times, uh, 
48 four, times. Uh, in the morning, six times four, yeah, 24, yeah, 48. Yeah. 48 times a day. And wow. Jen, that's a lot of times you're on the radio. <laughs> um, and Jen, who always is on CHML, but is currently off on a maternity leave. Yes. For how much longer? Oh, like... I'm making How you both do kid? math. Yeah, four it's, months old. So oh, I had promised like eight, you eight, nine months. I promised yeah. you guys when you came in there was no math tonight. Yeah. I've already broken that promise <laughs> uh, for both of you. Uh, yeah. uh, here's a weird question. Here's a weird story that I saw this Love week, and it raised stories. and it raised a what I thought was a really interesting question. They had the MTV Movie Awards on last Sunday night. I think it was Saturday night, Sunday night, sometime early in the week, and they did something new this year. Emma Watson. I said we were talking about someone mm-hmm. named Emma. Um, got the best actor non-gender specific this year. So they've decided they're, unlike the Academy Awards, we're having one best Oh, instead of best person. female and best male? Oh, okay. Instead of best actress or All best right. actor, we're having one. And this, of course, is a very popular <clears throat> thing to do now because gender is a very fluid thing and nobody, you know, we want to have all, everyone fully. And, but here's my question. Is this actually a good thing? And I don't just mean necessarily with actors. Like if this idea catches on, and For we st- everything? And we start eliminating the boundaries so that it's not actress, actor, uh, this person, this person. It's all, we're going to eliminate the gender distinctions and we're going to have people competing in categories of life, of sports, of acting, of music, of whatever, all as one. Is that a good thing? Because a lot of people would say, of course it is. We are advancing as a society when we're all completely equal. My first reaction when I heard that there was, uh, what do they call it, the Best actor. They called it best actor in a movie role. That was just, that was very broad. My first thought was, that's pretty cool. I like that idea because it's always, it's always the men and the women and the two sides, right? And, and it's very, you know, distinctive, but I I liked the idea that they actually said, you know what, we're just going to lump everybody in and we're just going to pick the best out of no matter who it was, whatever, Mm -hmm. what side. And 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 I really liked that idea. And it was, was it for Beauty and the Beast? It was, yes. Which Which we went to see. Yeah, Yeah. we did. And And, and would you have picked her as the best actor of any role in the movies all year? Well, I, you know what, I (laughs) But I mean, it's MTV. That's right. I uh, didn't see, yeah. I mean, we didn't see a lot of movies, but I thought she was really good. Like, I, yeah, I have was. a newfound respect and like for her and, and all that stuff. But, um, oh, so you like her, do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, no. Um, but, uh, you know, but where, but you were talking, Scott, about, you know, doing it for other things, right? Like, you know, <laughs> so Sports. what, what would be a, another one that might make sense without going over the edge? Like, you know, yeah. Is it, are you going to, but if well, but here's the question: If if, if you blend it with with everything, like you said, with sports, I mean, if we do this in one place, <laughs> should we not do it in all places? But yeah. if we do it in all places, if like if the idea is we are equal, we yeah. are fully equal, why should it be separate? And that's a again, that's a very modern, very popular idea right now. Until I think you begin to put it into practice, right? Mm-hmm. Because. Here's my concern with it. I'll be honest with you. If this if this was something that a lot of people thought was great, there are going to be a lot of girls that are never going to play sports. Because well, if you suddenly yeah. have a school soccer team, how many girls, I'm not trying to be sexist, but how many girls are going to make the soccer team if they're competing for the same spots against all the guys who are trying out for the soccer I team? I mean, unless they're really, you know, there 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 may be some there women will be that the odd one. are are better than than the boys, there but will be. I mean I think just physically there are there are differences and one has strengths 
and weaknesses than the other, right? It's not about which is a better person. No, it's, it's not just... about which is a more valuable person. It's that you're right. They're it, it, advantage to the men's, the boys or the girls' basketball team. If you watch bo- men's and women's basketball, it's the same game, but it's a completely different game. Yeah, yeah. It's played differently. If you make women now try out for a spot on a team with against the guys, it doesn't diminish their value, but there are a few that are going to make it. Yeah, it's it's just a different. Um... Not level, but just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, physiologically, yeah. we're different. Yeah. And as yeah. a result, yeah. you have different strengths and different weaknesses. Yeah. Football no, for sure. team. Or well, even hockey. Getting laid out by, even hockey. you know. Oh, we I, we went to a, we watched 10 minutes of a high school hockey game. Yeah. And I am, in this day and age when everything is so, everyone's so overprotective and all this, I am shocked that they still allow contact in, in high school hockey. Because it was like... It was, they actually called the game. It was like, I said to Jen, it was like, we went to see a fight and a hockey game broke out. Like yeah. it was just ridiculous. It was my, my 16 year old nephew. And he, by the way, is how, how tall is he? He's well, six something. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like he's 16. He looks like he's 20. And so he's massive. As, and then you add skates to it and he's just this giant. And I'm actually pretty sure that there was a girl on the other team. I thought so. And and through the years, you know, like when I went to high school, my brother went to high school, there were girls on the high school hockey team, like for boys. Um, but yeah, I don't know that they, but anyway, yeah, but what Jay was getting at was the way that they were laying each other out. I don't think the girl got laid out like that, but I mean, and fine, if you want to play, then that's, that's what you're playing And there into. will be girls who are good enough to play. I'm not yeah. suggesting it's a blanket statement, but, but even go back to this. But you have to, you have to play equally. So you can't, if, sorry, but to interrupt, but if you're going to play, you know, high school hockey and it's going to be contact, then you got to take it. And you shouldn't, this, you know, if it's a girl, she shouldn't be, you know, you should, they shouldn't go easy on her because she's a girl. We're going to play how we're going to play regardless, right? I, I look at this one with the acting and here's, here's the other thing that I wonder about this. Um, maybe it's just me, but it seems to me that we live in a somewhat politically correct society. We're somewhat aware of men and women and issues like this. <laughs> I'm being facetious, tongue in cheek, but so what happens if the best actor in any movie happens, happens, I'm not saying it would, but happens to be a man three years in a row. If Tom Hanks has three great years and he wins three times, how long until someone is saying, this is, I mean, it's like what we have with the Academy Awards where there's not enough African-American people winning or whatever else. This is racist. This is sexist. This is, I mean, right. there are, you, to to me, it seems like you're opening a can of worms rather than resolving (laughs) something here. You almost have to do, you almost have to alternate or do maybe, yeah, no more than two in a row for men or two in a row. But I mean, but then you're not, but then then it's not not really. Right. right. So you're, you're you're not being true to what it's it's supposed to be. And what happens then if it's, you do that and it happens to alternate if just by coincidence, it happens to alternate because no one's trying to do it. But all of a sudden they're all women of Emma Watson's age. And suddenly someone's going to say, well, where are the older women? Yeah. Yeah, Where's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. And then there's no African-American people. You go, well, where are they? This, this to me, a while. See, every time I think we try to resolve inequalities by being cute or by implementing politically correct solutions, we only open up doors to make it more. Make it worse. To make it more likely yeah. that we're going to have more complaints and more problems with this. And I mean, I guess changing changing the the uh, the best actor category. I mean. Was somebody complaining about it? I guess you're trying to be all-inclusive, but you're still being all-inclusive by having those categories. 
best actor for men, best actor for women. What's I? What's wrong with that? I, well, I, see, I don't have a problem with it. No, I, I don't do because I. you also have different roles. I mean, have... it's cool. It is that they they included you know to be inclusive, but still, what's why not have a category for men and women? Why not have more? Well, we, in the Academy Awards, we don't want any more categories. The show will still be going on from for March. Fun, yeah. Um, I mean, it's already long enough. But no, I I I I just thought it was a very unusual. On first blush, it was a really kind of neat idea. Yeah. And then you start thinking this th- this thing through, as I say, and you start thinking, okay, should we do this? Should we advance this concept through? Because look, we have now, um, when you apply to a government job, it is anybody can apply. But what they say, if you look at the small print on the bottom, is that we encourage applications from and and you know from minorities from women and and there are places we just heard that universities now are trying to bring in more research department heads as women they want Mm -hmm. to up the level of that so equality is a great concept to strive for but it's not just as e i mean here it is but in general it's not just as easy as snapping your fingers right you have to have people who do those things. And, and, and if, if there is a woman who can do that job just as well, of course she should get it. Why should she not get it? Yeah. That's been a problem in the past. I think we all recognize that. You but are they held that. to different standards when they're interviewed? You know what I mean? Like, are they, is the criteria different? Maybe not on purpose, but maybe subconsciously, whoever's deciding who is the best actor, who is the best actress, or, you know, who is the researcher, if it's going to be a man or a woman, is because everybody has an inherent bias, right? I can't, I, mean, I can't believe that when this thing comes around, that next year, if they do it again, or the year after, if it happens to be a guy next year, I cannot believe that the year after, they're not going to be saying, they're going, it's, it's got to be a Right. Make sure it's over. And there's the bias, right? And there's where it's coming in. So you're you're still sort of manufacturing it. That's exactly yeah. the perfect word for it. Yeah. It's you know, man, it's not it's not here's here's a word I really um I really hate um but it, it, it's not organic. Yeah. I hate that right. word. I, I truly hate that <laughs> word. It's like when people say moist. I mean, I, that's one of those words. Organic to me. It's one of my favorite that, bands, actually. Yeah, well, uh, so, so what was I reading today? Someone said uh, someone said the one word they couldn't listen to is ointment. Ointment. Uh, ointment. But um, my word is never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> nectar. Nectar. <laughs> That's not my word. No, you don't. Yeah, you know, you didn't like the word nectar. No, not in the not in certain terms. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the whole idea is this thing is supposed to celebrate diversity and equality. And I bet you that if you were to ask around all the people who acted in movies and stuff, the first answer they would say is, well. Okay, she's a woman and she got best actor, but Emma Watson's a beautiful white woman. Right. What about the other people? They They're going to pick it apart no matter what you it, do. That's exactly yeah. what the problem, and that's yeah. what I was saying. It's going to, Poli- like you said, it's going to cause more problems than it's fixing. Political correctness. Gener- there are po- there are some things that are positive about political mm-hmm. correctness. I tend to not be a fan, but I understand. I recognize that there are some things that have been improved by being a little more politically aware, but... They also create these endless conundrums of no answer that you can resolve because how far down do you go before you've satisfied everybody that every yeah. thing that? has been checked off? What was that yeah. university one that we did like months and months ago on the panel? Oh, on the I can't last remember. Time. But yeah, it's something like that where you can't, you can't be a, f- oh, I don't know. 
can't be offended by something. There's I don't usually know. a story every Friday night about a university doing something idiotic. Well, I tell you, we weren't going <laughs> to talk about this tonight. One. No, we're not going to talk about it. But, you know, there was one that I, I'll just mention it because if you want to read something that I think will make you, I think it'll make most right-thinking people lose their minds. There was an art, there was um, a story that was written in the magazine. It was The magazine is called Write, W-R-I-T-E, of the Canadian Writers Guild or Canadian Writers Union. I didn't even know it existed. Mm. Um, and they have a magazine and it was about cultural appropriation. Everyone know what cultural appropriation, where basically, you know, if Jay had been uh, Aboriginal, that Jay should be the only person in the room who should be able to speak to Those Aboriginal issues. issues because he's the only one who would understand it. If I do it, I'm appropriating his culture. I'm taking away oh. from him what is his. And this person who was a member, he was the editor of the magazine, wrote, no, you know what? In fact, I think cultural appropriation has some positive things because if I, again, using Jay as the example as an Aboriginal, if I put myself in Jay's shoes and try to write a story about Aboriginals or write as an Aboriginal, it will help me understand those issues better, perhaps. Well, Mm This caused some people's heads to explode. The magazine has gotten rid of this guy now and what? written a long, groveling letter that this was entirely inappropriate. We're sorry for offending anybody. On and on. Go online and read this thing. It will make oh. your head explode because the, the this this whole thing is about you cannot have a point of view unless it aligns with modern orthodoxy. Unless it's okay with the political correct gatekeepers, you are not permitted to have an opinion. If your opinion differs from what we determine is allowable, it's offensive, it's frightening, it's upsetting, we're apologizing, and you can't say that anymore. Go go online and read this thing again. It's it was. I'm so it was, glad I don't go to university in this day and age. It would drive me nuts. It would drive. I'd I'd be I'd you be probably expelled. Well, yeah. that's true. I no, I'd probably be expelled it. in the first couple of weeks because I would just I, the contrarian part of me would just look for people to tweak and bug by saying oh, yeah, things. That, that would, see, that would be fun. That would get their go. Oh, could you imagine sitting in a in a lecture hall with a really really polit on either side of the political spectrum, a, a professor who was really dyed in the wool one way or the other and just poking at him all year long, just saying stuff that was against the, First of all, you'd fail. <laughs> yeah. He'd make sure you fail and he'd probably get you kicked out and he'd probably have the whole class rise up against you, but it would still be kind of fun. See, is it the professors that are doing this or is it the students that are getting sort of the, I think the it's generation? Everyone. I think it's everyone. And I think it's the administration thing. that is bolstering it by backing the whining when it happens. As opposed to the because they're going to be held responsible in some way, shape, or form for something that somebody didn't like. Well, when when a student comes forward and says, "I need a safe space because I was upset by something," the administration of a university of a university should say, "You know what? Suck it up." Yeah. All right. Now there are things that you don't say suck it up to. There are legitimate serious issues. I'm not talking about that, but I remember that one. I think it was Emory College in Atlanta before the election. Somebody had written on the sidewalk in chalk. Yes. Just all they had written was the word Trump in chalk on the sidewalk. <laughs> not yeah. not Trump is great, not kill people who don't like Trump. Just all they wrote was Trump. Trump. And people were outraged. I would have said, we're just having a Euchre game. Like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> they were outraged and demanded that the chalk artist be found and expelled and on and on and on. It was uh. like, 
Like, don't you have better suck, things to do? Like, suck it up. Yeah, don't they have, like, grief counselors in and stuff? <laughs> After the election, they did. <laughs> on a number of... Ca- even at University of Michigan, like a big university, they had quiet rooms with c- coloring books and puppy dogs to pat. I'm not making this up. <laughs> oh, the padded, oh, I swear to you, I'm on. not making this up. I can On the commercial break, I can find it and prove it to you. Yeah. They, had, they were doing things to help these students <laughs> deal with their overwhelming emotions oh. because the candidate they wanted lost. They lost. You can't lose. Get over You, you lose. You, you win you some, can't. you lose some. You can't anymore. Anyway. Oh, God. Quick break. Back after this on the Scott Radley Show. <laughs> You're listening to the Scott Radley Show. Weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Jen Watson. Jay McQueen. Kids are at home, hopefully asleep. <sighs> Tearing the house apart on one was screaming as well, I that's left. Good. That's good. <laughs> Literally had to like peel her off my leg to get out the door. That's good. We like to <laughs> we like to make sure that the children of all guests are traumatized yep. from having mom and dad I in said, here. Blame Scott. Hey, speaking of trauma, great segue. Great segue. <laughs> you can go online just in time for Mother's Day. I find this to be one of the greatest ideas ever. Uh, KFC who are going to love us for talking about KFC, because this is exactly what this whole idea was about. Online, they now have an ebook that you can download called Tender Wings of Desire. It is... It is uh, Sounds um, something right up your alley. It's mm. about two people from different parts of the world who leave home, breaking their mother's hearts in the process. One of them is the Colonel, the other Lady Madeline Parker, a runaway teen bride. And the love story they share over 12 herbs and spices, I guess. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I bring this up, A, because the, first of all, the cover of the book is hysterical. I can't tell actually which is the real cover. One, well, the cover is the colonel <laughs> in <laughs> his old age head. scooping up and holding this woman who looks like a young Audrey Hepburn. Their age difference has got to be 75 years in this picture. <laughs> and I got to believe that. And she, oh, and the best part, he's holding her like he's scooped her up. She's got her arms wrapped around his neck holding on, except for her right hand, which is holding a chicken drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> which he does, which he's, oh, and I just noticed this now, his, uh, his white suit, the sleeves have been ripped off and he's got the gun show going. It's the yeah. Colonel. It's the pumped up oh, Colonel. Anyway, my point of this is, I think this is a, I think this is what advertising has become now. Do you agree that, that, that you can buy an ad, you can put out ads on TV or wherever else? I mean, and look, we like to have, it can be very successful, but you have to be clever, right? We, I mean, yeah. people who... We're not saying anything that you don't know. If you are in the paper, if you're on TV, if you're online, if you're on the radio, if your ad is clever now, people will listen, people will talk about it, it will be word of mouth, it will be successful for you. And this to me, as ridiculous as it is, is very clever. But wait, you said in time for Mother's Day. What does it have to do about, with Mother's Day? Nothing? It's just a, it's like a Nothing. Harlequin romance <laughs> oh. kind of thing for mom. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I guess it, I'm just not the right kind of mom. I don't know. I just find, I think that this is kind of where advertising is going now. It has to be something that is going to get people talking like we are and say, hey, that's, and what's going to happen then? When people talk about it, then they'll remember. Yeah. Because we live in a society, Jay, now where, and we do this at home. I, I, you know, to all the advertisers on TV, I'm sorry, but when you PVR something, fast forward, yeah, we do it every Monday night. We have a button. Better call Saul on AMC HD and... Fast forward through the commercials, and but when when do we talk a lot about the advertisements that we see? Everybody, it's always a big thing. How much do they pay? What, Super what Bowl. They, Super Bowl, because that's when they try to bring out uh, some of the, the clever ideas, some of who, who had the funniest commercials, who else? had the wittiest. What's the other reason why we see those ads? 
because everybody watches the Super Bowl live. You don't tape it and watch it two days right, later. Yeah, right. So you're sitting forward, in front yeah. of the TV yeah. and you're waiting. You might go get a sandwich or something, but that's unique. And so if you can find some other way to get people to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I, I, I have no intention of downloading the ebook of the tender wings of desire. <laughs> Unless the recipe is in there for it. Maybe. Well, I, yeah. I doubt. I, I doubt that. I'm, I take uh, that for Mother's Day. Yeah. No, it's... um. It, it, it has become, though, it's become a different world. There was a time when you could just buy an ad in the paper or buy an ad on TV yeah. or buy an, and, and there was no way, you, you saw it. You, you get a catchy jingle maybe and it becomes that still an earworm. Works, that still works. Yep. That still works. Yep. But it does. It has definitely become harder, though. In the din it's, it, and with technology that allows you to fast forward TV and stuff, it's become a lot harder. Yeah. Or even yeah. even like Google, right? Or um, yeah. skip the ad uh, on YouTube. Yep. You're waiting to skip it. Even my, our two-year-old, like she's looking on YouTube for a show and she knows she's pressing, skip the ad, skip the ad. She knows how to do it. I would love <laughs> to know if there's any way, I'm sure they can track it. Whenever there's an ad that comes up saying you can skip this ad in five seconds. Yeah. How many people don't do that? I would bet you the number is infinitesimally small. Yeah. Yeah. Nice word. And the only people who don't are those who were got distracted and were doing something else yeah. for 10 seconds and just forgot to press the button. Or, the ones, or, yeah. or yeah. the ones where you, they don't even let you skip the ad and you got to watch the whole thing and you're like, this is the longest 15 seconds of my life. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's how the 50, worst. Yeah. Just come on. I'm so impatient. 15 seconds. Would you hurry up? <laughs> come on. Heaven forbid it's a 30. I right? could have oh, microwaved oh, a hot like, dog by the now. Worst. Yeah. I could have made popcorn seconds? by now. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just, I found this very, very funny that they, uh, but brilliant in, in a, in a weird kind of way that if you're going to come out with something that's going to make people talk and remember you and pay attention, yeah, it's gotta be, the other thing is it's gotta be so over the top and so ridiculous. Or sometimes just very subtly clever. Mm. You know, I, there's one that, I don't know, maybe it's just part of being married and you're home on Friday and Saturday nights with kids and you're, oh, that commercial's hilarious. I feel, feel I sound like my mom. Did you see that commercial? Did you see that commercial? But there's a couple that like we love every time we see it. Yeah. And they're just subtly clever, like the um the Napa Auto Parts one. Like that's hilarious. Oh the the uh, <laughs> oh, oh, think, think about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, or the other one, the other one. You guys do that very well. Yeah. Hey Jerry <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the goes in for the oil and lube. With the 80, 80s hair rock tape <laughs> going and his wife's in the car. The wife's face is classic. Hey, Jerry! Uh, see, we got to go. But everybody knows exactly what you're talking yeah. about. They've seen that one. <laughs> see, there you go. Well, if you need it, if you need something to do on your Friday night or Saturday night, Tender Wings of Desire, read about the KFC <laughs> love affair of the Colonel and, what was her name again? The Colonel and Lady Madeline Parker, the runaway teen bride. Oh, for chicken lady. Licking, <laughs> licking her, his finger licking good, I guess. KFC I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Quick break, back after this. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Brightest panel on Hamilton Radio reassembled again with Jen Watson, who um, you know her from CHML here, although she has been noticeably absent since (laughs) December as she uh, departed to squeeze out a 10-pound bundle of joy. (laughs) Squeeze out, yep. I'm guessing when it's 10 pounds, it's squeezing out. Well, let me tell you, I actually pulled my arm giving birth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. How I do you hurt? The tendon. Well, because I was actually kind of on my side. Here's here's a little visual for you. Yes, no, for and, all the radio listeners at home. Yeah, you got to paint <laughs> the picture, right? Um, no, no, no. And holding onto the, the side bed rail and you're kind of bearing Pulling down the, yeah. to push. And um, yeah, I actually pulled like the the tendon in my in wow. my arm. Yeah, it's no. still a little, a little weak. 
right now, but... And Jay, you were uh, clearly Jay McQueen beside her husband and um, the um, the other contributor to this child. Um, <laughs> you uh, you were there as a great help, encouraging, and uh, or were you like watching Netflix on your iPhone? When <laughs> no, you- <laughs> I, was, I was there. We, yeah, we... Uh, I was doing what I could, you know. Yeah. Or, you know he was a good coach. Very small. I'm always convinced that when you take those childbirth classes and you do all the breathing exercises, those are not for you, Jen. Those are for the husband. Yeah, you know, we didn't when take any class. Yeah. No, nope. when, but you know the breathing thing, yeah. right? You've all seen it. Yeah. So when, when suddenly she's now trying to get a 10-pound baby out and you're watching and you're going... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You, so you don't fall over and pass out. <laughs> yeah. I actually couldn't even see him. I, my nurse, oh, I just have to say, nurses are just phenomenal. Yeah. They're 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 the ones who make it all happen. I mean aside from, you know, the mother actually getting the baby out, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, nurses are fantastic. I'm just guessing that if Jay had actually gone down to the end of the bed and they lifted the baby at the same time Jay emerged, you couldn't have told which one was which head no, was he coming actually up. had some hair. Oh, he really? lost his hair. He had hair and then he Just lost the it. Club. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. he kinda looked yeah, like exactly. he kinda had a bowl. He kinda still has a bowl. A bald bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. His <laughs> little rat tail. He's the so skull. He's got the skull. He does. He totally has a skull now. Yeah. yeah, he's the Hulk Hogan of babies. <laughs> <laughs> So He'll cute. like that later on. <laughs> He's probably terrorizing my mom right now. You, you know what? Eat nonstop. Before the skullet goes away, you should dye it blonde and get him a Hulk Hogan Aww, shirt and take a, a picture for, ha- mustache. for Halloween. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much more serious topic to start with. I don't know how to make a segue to this one, but there have been, uh, again, this is, l- let me, t- hold on, just take a breath. Because there's no way to go from funny skullet to yeah. what I want to talk about here, but... There have been a lot, as people who have been following the news have noticed, there have been a lot of, seemingly a lot of shootings in Hamilton mm-hmm. in the last few days. I think we're up to number 13 this year. 13 people. I can't, I don't know if it's 13 people or 13 shootings, but anyway, there's been a lot uh, this year in Hamilton. And this, of course, is causing certainly some consternation. There's talk about how the drug trade is influencing this or whatever else. And I mean, you know, one of the shootings, we know the story with the Musitana, which is a little bit, it's it's unusual. Certainly we don't get that all the time, but do you think whenever this comes up, we get people who kind of look at this and look at a big picture and get panicky. Do you think we have a problem with guns and with violence in this city or is this a one of those things that it happens in streaks now and again, but it's not really a, a trend or a really big deal. What do you, when you hear these, what do you think? I, I've got to think that it's just a, some sort of blip and some sort of anomaly. I don't know really why there would be an influx in, in uh, all this gunplay uh, all of a sudden. You know, like you said, the Musitano thing was kind of a, you know. What's well, unique? It's different. Yeah. So I, you know, separate and aside from that, I mean, yeah, like. Um, you know, is, yeah, is there more drug dealers? Is there, you know, I mean, is, is, it, is it time for a gun amnesty? I remember when I was a crime reporter here at the radio station years ago, it, it probably was at least 10 years ago or more, they did a gun amnesty mm-hmm. and <laughs> I think they were shocked at the amount of firearms that were uh, handed in and it, they had them laid out on the gym floor at the cop shop and uh yeah it was it was i thought to myself why do why do they not do this uh more often right i feel like they've had one or at least halton has had one recently halton region i don't know um i can't remember the last time hamilton did but i mean is the number of shootings higher to this point in the year compared to last year last year there were according to uh nicole o'reilly who wrote this in the spec uh last year there were 22 shootings all year all year and we are at 13 
so far this year. So I don't know by May last year if there were 13 and it just slowed down or if we're just at an accelerated pace or what. I mean, I don't know if we should expect that this rate is going to go on all year. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, wasn't there... Were we... I don't know if it was an article I read it was that, or it was a question, maybe it was a poll question about, you know, do you feel safe in Hamilton? And I mean... Do you? Yeah, I do. Would you feel safe... I'll get to Jay in a second, but as a woman, yeah. would you feel safe by yourself walking around downtown at night? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If I was with my kids, then I'm a little bit more um, just on guard. Yeah, I mean, I'm always on guard. I would always be on guard, but I think I would, I, you get a little bit more leery, I think, as you get older, not that I'm old. But you're not, you know that you're not as invincible. Like when you're 20-something and you're like walking down the street at 4 o'clock in the morning, you think nothing's going to happen to you, right? Like obviously I'm not that naive anymore. But I think anytime I'm out at night with my young kids, because then I worry, okay, if some if someone's going to come at me, I'm just worried about my kids. Okay, and that's the mother bear instinct thing going on. Right. But you know, some people would say that it's odd that you would be more alert when you're with your kids. Because I would believe even the baddest of the bad people who are out there with guns and with everything else. No, not more be, alert. No, but I would think be disinclined more... to hurt a mother or do something to a mother than a yeah. single person. But it's yeah. interesting you, you say that it's when you're with your kids that you're more alert. No, not more alert. I mean, I really, how, when am I ever out past <laughs> nine o'clock by myself? Your kids aren't out at four and in the morning. Whenever am I out by myself, but um, not that I'm more alert. I think I just more, um, not high strung, but you know what I mean? I just, I think maybe even more tense. Protective instinct. Yeah, because I just, if anything, if anybody were to come at me, that's, you know, it's my kids that I worry about. How would I, how would I protect them? But, you know, and I'm still alert if I was by myself, but I think I would be a little bit more relaxed. What about you? I could run. Yeah, well, that's true. And how am I going to run with two kids or like one kid, right? <laughs> I always play these scenes out in my head. <laughs> but anyway. Jay, would you, are you comfortable downtown at night? Um, no, because I grew up on the mountain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I we, grew up in the East We End, joke so. about that. Jen grew up in the East End. I grew up on the mountain and yeah, but no, um. I, I've always been, uh, I've always felt comfortable. Uh, I, I DJ'd uh, in clubs downtown for years, um, for, for 10 years. And, and I always, I, my attitude always is, is I'm not, um, I'm not confrontational. I'm not going to do it, anything to provoke anybody. So I'm not ever worried about anything happening to me, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, uh, the I, I still could be an innocent bystander yeah. in in something, right? But I, it's not something you think about all the time, um, you know. And and I'm I'm generally uh, sort of uh, you know I I like to say that I'm not not alert, but like I I like to to say that I'm aware of my surroundings all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like uh, so. But know, I'm with you. I'm with. See, I I I believe in. If you look at many of the shootings, with again the Musatana one, we had the one the other day in uh, oh, what was the name of the street that uh, where the the house in the home invasion where they oh. went in and. and uh, but these are targeted things, and if you don't look for trouble, if you don't get involved with people who are going to cause you trouble, yeah. I maybe You're I'm naive. Safe. Maybe I'm naive, but I really believe Hamilton is an incredibly place uh, safe place to live if you're not out there trying to find lack yeah. of safety. I yeah. mean, and there definitely is like uh, instances where, you know, uh, my, one of my best friends, her cousin was um, shot and killed uh, several years ago. Um, he was an innocent bystander. 
It can, ha- of course, and it so, can happen. So that can totally happen, and especially you know, certain areas of the city, you know, probably are more well known for these kinds of things to happen than others. But I mean, yeah, there's definitely wrong place at the wrong time. But I think, like you said, for the most part, if you're not out looking for trouble, like I don't think you're really going to find it. I've talked to two people in the last couple of years who have either they or their house has been hit by lightning. I've oh, talked no. to nobody who's been an innocent bystander or knows someone. You're the first person. So I'm looking yeah. at this saying that, ch- I mean, it's anecdotal, but yeah. the chances mm-hmm. of being hit by lightning are greater than being an innocent bystander <laughs> who is shot or injured in some sort of violence in yeah. this city. Yeah. And again, I know that that's not a scientific way of doing things, but it does seem like it's really rare that you hear about those kind of things around here. Despite all the, I mean, yeah, lots of guns, lots of violence, We, or at least that's what we hear. I'm not scared at all. No, and the one thing I will say, and I joked about growing up in the mountain and, and being, um, you know, being afraid of going downtown, which was obviously a joke, but... But what I will say is that, um, you know, nobody is, uh, I would say now that nobody is really immune, like no place, no part right. of the city is immune uh, to was- this stuff. Uh, because I know, you know, there are grow, we've seen grow ops in million dollar homes in Ancaster. Yeah. Um, you know, there's home invasions on, on uh, different spots of the city where people own these homes or people rent these homes and, and there's stuff going on. There was on. just a shooting, wasn't it? West 5th? Yeah, and- on the mountain. Um, you know, somebody, somebody was uh, shot and killed over Upper Wentworth or Wellington yeah. well, a year or two ago. So, you know, it, it's not, um, uh, you know, it's nobody's like, yeah, it's it's not isolated to one part of the city, but it's all over. But again, I, I don't feel any um, any less safe than I than I did, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. And that's that to me is kind of remarkable. Now, I see I grew up in Toronto. I moved here as a young adult. I've been here all my adult life, but I could go back to Toronto now and feel completely safe walking downtown. A lot of people from Hamilton go, no, I could never do that. I lived in Toronto for a few years. I used to work until 1230 at the radio station out there, take the subway home by myself. and Like generally yeah. in, in most places that I've been to, in most places in Canada, and Hamilton being chief among them, you can have all the stories you want about gun violence, about home invasions, about all this kind of stuff. And... I'm still not worried about it because almost everyone, almost, at least the vast majority seem to be people who have done something, not all, but many done something to put themselves in, pardon the phrase, but the line of fire. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And for just Joe Public, who's walking down the street, going to art crawl or doing whatever else. Yeah. It's not going to happen to you. Probably not going to happen to you. Yeah. I mean, and there are some, you know, stories that we've heard about, you know, kids or people just getting mugged randomly on the street, walking down the street. Right. And that can happen to anybody, of course. So that's not, you know, somebody, again, that's what we're saying. Wrong place, wrong time. I mean, maybe that happens more than somebody being an innocent bystander in a shooting. But still, you know, I always have, if I'm ever out by myself walking at night, I always have my key, do the old, you know, keys in my hand in my pocket and I'll come swinging if you come close enough to me and you're getting a key to the face. But here, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I am more scared. We got to go to break. I am more scared. And I've done this a few times driving through Detroit at dusk, <laughs> driving in my car that yeah. something might happen than walking in Hamilton by myself yeah. way after dark. <laughs> There is way, in my mind, and again, maybe it's just unfamiliarity, but there's Mm -hmm. way more chance that something horrible is going to happen when I'm at a stoplight and I'm, what do you do now? In Detroit. 
And plus, no. you got an Ontario license plate, no. so you're a big target there. I, I see. I would think they would look at us and go, "Oh, they're Canadians. They're friendly. Yeah, Leave them alone. They're nice." Hopefully. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> Quick break. Back after this on The Scott Radley Show. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show. Weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Uh, in studio with Jen Martin and Jay McQueen, Jen both. Or, Jen, Jen Watson, you know, I've been, I've known, I know someone named Jen Martin and I have been waiting for myself, for me to do that for yeah. every time you're on here. I'm thinking, I'm going to say Never that. Never happened. Wow. And this is the first, cause I'm absentmindedly. I was thinking, what do we got coming up next? And so I'm saying your name absentmindedly it's and okay. it's. And, I'm just uh, that forgettable because I haven't been around for and Jay Watson five months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jay McQueen. <laughs> um, no, not forgettable at all. But uh, you might be another eight months from now or whatever it is when you come back. Like, gonna, Who are you? T- they got gonna, some new chick on the radio. You're going to come oh. back, and Ted Michaels is going to have forgotten. I mean, Ted's getting very elderly. He is well, going to have forgotten. Know, who I you see are. they've they've brought Rick in to keep him in line. Like, what's going on? Poor it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, we worry about Ted sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Uh, just in case Ted is listening and thinking we're running him off the air. No, we're not. We're not. No. Uh, here's, an, here's an interesting one because this is happening more and more, it seems. Uh, this is the latest example, but I'm interested in your thoughts on this one. There is, down in Detroit, a, a Hamtrak High School. That's the name. Not Amtrak. Hamtrak High School. <laughs> is it Free Range? Or? Uh, no, but they, are, they have decided that it's, a, it's a quite a large high school, apparently, and they have decided that we have to create more safe spaces. We kind of touched on safe spaces last hour, but so we are going to have a segregated Muslim girls only prom. We're not going to, so we are going to do something just for the, for them. They can have their own prom that no one else is allowed to come to. And the idea is no boys can attend because, uh, they are going to perhaps be not wearing full hijab or mm-hmm. head covering and, and no non-Muslim girls can come and the teachers must be Muslim and women. And I'm looking at this and there's a, this is, there are two ways of looking at this for sure. There is the way that this is accommodating to a minority group within a school that otherwise would not be able to attend prom. The other view that some people are taking is, you know what? We spent all of the 1950s and 60s, we and the people in the States, trying to desegregate and trying to integrate everybody, despite your different religious views, points of view, race, religion, whatever else. Why are we turning back the clock and going back to segregation? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're of the the second. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, well, and then it's not prom. If you're going to, if you're going to go, you're going to have a dance with all girls no boys and and whatever fine I mean maybe maybe that's that's fine it fits girls. within their it fits within the culture and within the custom but i mean but then it's but that's not pro, that's not what prom is and well maybe it is to them i guess maybe but, it's to them. but this but is you also, know what it, it, why cuz then they otherwise couldn't participate yes but that's your choice so then don't participate i'm sorry no like well, that's it, that's your choice you don't participate in those types of events so you just don't participate that's what prom is so if your beliefs are don't don't align with that then you just don't partake in it and but does everybody else get it like do they are they going to do a prom like a traditional one for everybody else so there's gonna be two proms yeah oh there no there is there is another prom but again some of the critics have said okay so which other groups then should be able to demand so you're gonna have yeah like 15 proms that's the, that's the tricky part. And and this is not uh, the only part because look, there is a school in Toronto, the um 
uh, Winston Churchill Collegiate, if you recall, <laughs> a number of years ago started their Afrocentric program where the whole school was, it was all about, uh, again, Afrocentric. It was a black only school. And again, this is, this to me, the tricky part about this is I don't have a, a deep philosophical objection if you want to have your own dance. Okay. To me, it's the second part of it that we talked about. It's what about the fact that we've tried to, that people lost their lives, especially down in the States, way more than here, but lost their lives trying to end segregation. And now we are running back towards segregation because apparently that's safer or it's easier or it's more, I I mean, Jay, I don't know. What's the the word? There's got to be a reason why we want to now not be around other people. Who are different from us? Yeah, is it more? Is is it? Is it just allowing, you know, uh, a certain group to, uh, I don't know, feel like they're, you know, I don't know. I I, just, I don't understand. Like like Jen said, we're, it's like going back in time, and 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 I don't know why uh, this stuff is keeps coming up because. You know, um, it's it's all about being more inclusive these days, and uh, well, just you know, like and, the and the awards that we were just talking about, yeah, best actor. Well, let's you know, well, let's just blur the lines. But now you're now you're drawing like a very hard line here. We it, it's a great thing you bring up with that last example because it seems like we can't make up our mind. Well, exactly. Do we all want to be together or do we all want to be separate? And yeah. then, well, like you said, where does it stop? You 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 don't go down this path of. Of okay, what are what are the other? Uh, how many proms are we going to have? Because how many other um, you know groups groups are there going to be that yeah. that that want their own? Right? It just doesn't. But if we can't if we can't decide whether we want to be all together or whether we want to be separate, to me that becomes very confusing for people who are trying to be understanding and be reasonable. And yet, how do you figure it out? How do you navigate this road when you have no idea who is... Th- there was a time, again, and, and it's it's 50 years ago, 60 years ago, and up until recently when you said, yeah, the goal is for us all to get along, for us all to live together, for us all to learn about each other. And, yeah. you know, shared experiences will bring us together and will make us closer. And, and now it's like, no, we don't want shared experiences. And I'm not just talking about this case or the other case. We want to have our own experience that's with people who are like us. Yeah. So then go and do that. But you're at school and this is for everybody and everybody who wants to participate. What do you think would happen? And I know people are going to say this is completely different. And it is. It's completely different. But just to throw it out there to be devil's advocate, if a if 100 guys said, and I don't know if they would never do this, but we want to have our own dance where only guys, only white guys could come to the dance. Yeah. There's no chance that would happen. Now, I know that's very different because Mm -hmm. there's no, that would just be a made up situation to try and antagonize people. I know that, but the school would never go for something like that. Mm -hmm. They never would. See, and here's the other thing that I just, so, sorry, where is this school? In Uh, Michigan. In uh, Michigan. I'm not sure where in Michigan. So whose idea was it to do this specific kind of prom? Because I guess what I'm getting at is, is it this, it's for Muslim, f- female Muslim students? Yes. Now, is it the that group of students who want this to happen or is it the it's administration? Hard, it's uh, From the story that I've, I'm taking this from, it's really hard to 
determine whether this was a requested thing or whether the school as a preemptive thing to give them the experience came up with this See, idea. But I feel like because there's so much, um, it's always Muslim that is in the news about they, you know, they want or not they, but okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this. I just feel like that's putting that that's just going to give them other people more reason to blame Muslim people for everything. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're well, already... Well, it separates. It creates a separation. And there's... A, and and it, it makes it seem... I, I understand what you're saying, that it, if 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 you are... You don't... You're saying we're different, right? By doing this, you're saying... Now, here's the question. Yeah. Let me back up just but for a second. But is it them that want this? The or is it somebody that wants to do this for them? And then you're just putting them in the spotlight... Because if this is the school that came up with this preemptively, I have a bigger problem if it's just the school that did it without any request. Because then the school is sending the message that we don't want everybody together. Right. Yeah. And again- It's not inclusive at all. But to me, this is not even, and I want to make clear, this is not even, to me, a a, a Muslim thing. There are lots of examples. There are examples all over the place now- this is just the one we're using to launch into this. There are lots of examples of people of different groups who want isolation from other groups now. They want segregation. They want separation. And to me, it's a backwards way of doing things. We're, we're not solving anything. No. We're not actually dealing with our problems when we just say, I don't know how to solve this, so I'm going to retreat to my own little world and not bother with any of the rest of you as opposed to saying, no, no, we're going to be working this out together and we'll try and make things better. We live in a Canada, especially, um, and, and you don't have to go very far over the border sometimes to find, to realize how much of a multicultural society we have here and in Toronto and the larger Canadian cities compared to uh, in the United States, for instance. So when we hear stories like this, it's like, it's like, what, a, what, what is going on? And so when you have uh, a group that's, you know, uh, that's decided to have their own prom, to me, I'm sitting here shaking my head going, um, in Canada here especially, um, if you have these groups that are segregated off and, 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 and sticking with, with each other, that's not the way society is as a whole. If you get a job somewhere, if you're out at a concert or a sport event or you go for a coffee somewhere, you're going to um, bump into and be served by and sit next to all kinds of different people from all walks of life, right. from all over the planet. And so, you know, by having these little uh, groups f- for things, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe there is... Um, you know, a need or a want to to feel uh, like you've got um, you know some some of uh, people that are exactly like you around you, but by and large, I mean, I think everybody has to get used to if you're not already, because we certainly are used to um, living in a multicultural society, and 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 I think it's it's again it's going backwards when it's when we start segregating uh, off from from other people, you know. Is this about being a safe space you were talking about well, now? Yeah, uh, that, that's that's part of it. Okay, uh, but then nobody then when you when you segregate yourself like that because you want to feel safe in the name of safety or whatever, but then nobody has an opportunity to learn about about you or your culture or about you, you know what I mean because you're just closing. Closing the door. What would okay? Let me ask you one different thing. Because the rules say 
well, not the rules. I don't want to say that because the, the story, the explanation is their faith, their religion would not permit girls to have their head covers off around boys or around mm-hmm. non-Muslims, and they're not allowed to, per- to dance with members of the opposite sex. What would happen if this had been a girls only, just girls only dance of all, so any girl from the school could come to this. It's yeah. not just, the, would that be different? Because now, and, and but you're going to yeah, follow the Muslim know. tradition. with And see, that would have created a whole other set of arguments. But would it be different for who? Them? Would they allow? Would that, would you, would we look at it different and say, okay, it's not as much about segregation. It's just about allowing them to live out their faith and their religion. If we say, okay, any girl can come. We understand they can't have, they can't be dancing with boys. That's not what they're allowed to do. But if it was all the girls from the school could participate, if we had a special girls dance, dance, would that be a different response to us? Would we, would we look at that differently? Well, no, I think it's still the same. I mean, but if, but if that's the way you live, if that's part of your lifestyle, then that's the way you live. And there's nothing wrong with that. So then, so, so is it, is it because they, they otherwise don't get to go to a dance? Is this mm-hmm. the problem? They yeah. could still go to the dance. They just, oh, but they're not allowed to dance at all in front of. That's, that's my understanding. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a, you know what? It's a really interesting one. It's a really tricky one because I, I look at this and I think, I do understand that you want people to have opportunities and they have to be able to provide these opportunities. I get that. And, I, and part of me says, okay, but the, again, this is, this is just an example yeah. of over and over things. And we, you know, we talked about it last hour with safe spaces and university campuses and not being around people who are different from you and not, and not, and avoid, different opinions. not being hearing different opinions mm-hmm. and on and on. And it seems like we're doing this. This is just an example. We're not picking on this example. We're not saying, we're certainly not saying Muslims bad. That's not what we're saying. No, no. It is, it is we over and over and over are finding new and cr- new ways to say, I want to not be around people who are unlike me. And that just I, perpetuates the problem in the world. I want to be only with people like me. And you're exactly right. I think that's exactly the point that it only creates misunderstanding and distrust and suspicion and all these things. And that's what I'm saying by you know hearing these examples over and over again, especially with certain groups that you hear about it all the time. And then other people are like, well, it's always this group. It's always this group. And that's not the case, right? But, but it creates the perception. That's right. It's the perception and it's creating more of a problem. Interesting idea. Love to hear from you what you think of uh, what you think of the idea. Radley at 900CHML.com. Give me a quick note. Let me know. Uh, we will take a quick break. Back after this on The Scott Radley Show. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show. Weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Jen Watson and Jay McQueen in <laughs> studio. I wasn't going to do it twice. I thought you were going to call me Jen McQueen, which is also my name. Jen McQueen? Yeah. Hmm? Well, I have two work names. Too. Let me read you something. Some people will have heard this by now. It's been out. It's been bouncing around. Um, it was, I think it came out, ye- well, it leaked yesterday or the day before. Um, again, many of you will have heard some or part of this. It's hysterical. You know who Steve Harvey is? He's the guy who hosts Family Feud and Miss America, and he's got his own talk show. Well, We're Steve Harvey fans. All right. So Steve Harvey, apparently, um, I guess his staff are a bunch of hangers on and annoying Will nots? <laughs> dimwits or whatever. I don't know. They, because he had to, he came back from holiday and he had sent out this message to everybody on his staff about what their new expectations of behavior was going to be to 
well, let me just read it. This will this will probably say something either about him or about the staff. I'm not sure which, but hold on. Here it goes. This is him writing. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. I'd like you all to review and adhere to the following notes and rules for season five of my talk show. There will be no meetings in my dressing room. No stopping by. No popping in. No one, capital letters. Do not come to my dressing room unless invited. Do not open my dressing room door. If you open my door, expect to be removed. My security team will stop everyone from standing at my door who have the intent to see me or speak to me. I want all the ambushing to stop now. That includes TV staff. You must schedule an appointment. I have been taken advantage of by my lenient policy in the past. This ends now. No more. Do not approach me while I'm in the makeup chair unless I ask to speak with you directly. Either knock or use the doorbell. I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. Do not wait in the hallway to speak to me. I hate being ambushed. Please make an appointment. I promise you, I will not entertain you in the hallway and do not attempt to walk with me. If you're reading this, yes, I mean you. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. It is for the good of my personal life and enjoyment. Oh, thank you all, Steve Harvey. A little happy <laughs> flourish at the end. I'm reading this going, okay, either he is... A diva. Evil Steve behind the big mustache and the big happy smile, or his staff is the most annoying group of people on the planet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Either sounds like he's a diva or... There's just no order and it's all chaos. I mean, there has to be a chain of command, right? Somebody has to go, okay, I need this. And you have to kind of go up the up the ladder. Does he not have an administrative assistant or well, someone? Anyway, but think. the thing I want to ask you, we've got a couple of minutes left here. You're both parents, obviously. I'm a parent. If you were Steve Harvey and you were now sending a note to your kids <laughs> of what the, what if you could have one choice to tell your kids, stop doing this, oh. what would that be? Obviously, they're very young. They wouldn't probably take a memo too well. Um, what would it be, Jay? What would be the thing you would tell the kids? Stop doing this now. Uh, I would say, is this so we have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a four-month-old? So is this to both of them or is this Well, individual? I'm guessing the four-month-old is probably not making a lot of discipline decisions at this point. No. Unless she's a real, no, Jay, unless he's very precocious. No, Jay, Jay, Jay gets a little, uh, a little jealous of all the... Uh, eating time that Reed gets. <laughs> so maybe maybe that would be one thing, but <laughs> I would, Reed likes to eat. We would tell uh, our daughter to stop whining. Yeah. Um, she, like, sometimes she will wake up in the morning and come in and she's already, like, at a, she's got, a, like, a whine cry going on about something. <laughs> so I got a fever pitch and it's like, yeah, first thing. And it's like, how can all you been be? There. We've all been there. Yeah. How can you be upset or crying? You just woke up. <laughs> you know, you just slept for 12 hours or whatever it was and, you know. I deal yeah. with that every night with Luke. Don't worry. It happens. <laughs> Although that's a good one, but mine would also be, and I, and I, I she's, she's, I, are you three going on three or are you going on 13? I said this to you already. She argues with me. How are you arguing with me at this young? And so I'll say to her, stop arguing with me. No, I am not arguing you. What does she say? Arguing I'm not, you. I'm not arguing you. I'm not arguing you, but she's, she adds an extra you in there. She's so It's cute, but it's hilarious, infuriating at the same time. But stop arguing with me. I, no. And she says no all the time. No. See, no, I think no. this, I think this, I think a lot of parents are going to look at this and go, we have to have a Steve Harvey manifesto in the house. <laughs> we have to be able to post something on the door. Stick it to everyone's door. Yep. And yeah, it's like Martin Luther's 95 Thieves on Wittenberg door. We are going to put that up there and we are going to say, this is the way things are working in this house now. When I say it's dinner, you come for dinner. Yep. <laughs>
Absolutely. When I say close the fridge and don't stand there looking into the fridge, you will not look into the fridge and keep the door open forever. When I tell you your shower has to be under 25 minutes, oh, <laughs> wait till they become teenagers. No, she wants to shower now. She still, she showers now. But not that long. Oh, well, so I'll like wash her down in the shower and then I'll let her play for a bit. She's got, you know, some toys or whatever. And oh, she's singing in the rain, doing this. Okay, it's time to get out. No, no, no. And like sometimes she's in there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, this is costing us money. No, I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out. Like you're two. Let's go. Come on. I thought I didn't have to worry about this until you were a teenager. I wonder what the, I, I would love to know what the number one thing is. That would drive parents nuts because, you know, I mean, I, and I suppose, of course, so it depends on, it depends age. on age, yeah. Yeah. right? You know, make your bed, make your bed. And now I have a, now they're adults now, 22 and 19, but I have a, a daughter and a son. My daughter from the time she was probably eight has been faithfully making her own bed. Her room is spotless. Wow. Every day, nice. her room looks like it was made by the by the room service people at the King Edward Hotel. Oh, bring her to my wow. house. She, you could bounce a dime off her bed. <laughs> my son, I'm not sure he has ever made his bed once. You go in there, and honestly, it looks like a tornado has blown through his bed. There, How he covers himself with any... They're, they're curled up in the corner somehow. I don't even know how this happens. And... You know, so you say, okay, I mean, you can lighten up a little bit. Your room, it's okay to be messy once in a while. And with you, please, just like every biannually, (laughs) if you can make your bed. If we know we have guests coming over, if you could just pull it up. Yeah, just just straighten it out. Just straighten it. That that would be cool. But You know, to be honest, we never make our bed either. (laughs) Our bed is rarely made as well. But, but as know, soon as I make it, the kid gets in it well, of and course. she get, pulls it off or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just virtu- I'm just going to leave my house a mess because okay. every time I clean it up. We got a couple minutes. What would be the one thing though that you should, that if someone was leaving a manifesto for you, because I know one of the things for me is when I, when I, this is gross, but when I floss my teeth, mm-hmm. sometimes the mirror gets, you know, splashed a little bit and <laughs> yep. I sort of just walk away. Super I'm spray. sure if I, I mean, there's a number of things. My wife probably has a long list. That would be one where I'm sure she would say, would you just mind either aiming better or not leaving me the mess? But I leave messes every, like I'm, I'm, I'm pig pen. I'm just behind me. There's a trail. Of <laughs> I just, could name one for me. Like I think that would, Jay would say my hair. Yeah. My hair is, but it's also not my fault because after you what have a baby, what comes out? And like right now, it comes out in clumps, and like it's like it's Jay like having and I a dog. Are not giving you a lot of sympathy. We no. have both been down this road. Yeah. However, your chest hair is also. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, because I mean, my hair comes out in clumps, and the poor kid's got it on him, and he's sucking his thumb, and there's hair in there. But sometimes there's chest hair there too. So it's not just. But that would be what I bet you. You'd say, clean up your hair. Yeah, I got in the shower one day and it looked like, I thought it was a rat in the back of the shower, but what it was is she had stuck a big clump of it on the back of the shower tile. Like, oh, this comes, this. I'll come You're back to it to later. I got in and I was like, whoa. See, now everyone at home knows more about Jay and Jen than they could have ever imagined. Or wanted to know. But wow. you know what? But sorry, I have, I have to say this because I heard on uh, two different radio stations today, people were talking about the Steve Harvey thing. He, I, I sympathize or empathize, whatever it is, with with him. I not that I'm anywhere as busy as Steve Harvey is, but he does like a, a morning radio show. He's got his talk show. He does Family, uh, Feud. Family Feud, and I know what it's like to have people just pop by your office because yeah, I've, but if you and, and, and just and, and just take like 
you're trying to work, you're trying to do go from one thing to the next, and people just don't get it. Like there's people who who, who don't have anywhere to go. And but so, if you're that busy, then you need it. You need help. A, you need help, and B, maybe you need to drop one of yeah, the things you do. It's if his you, own fault. If you're yeah. so busy that someone coming up to talk to you is causing your life to spiral into disarray, <laughs> yeah, you need to drop something. You're only yeah. as busy as you make yourself. The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900, AM 900 CHML.